I'm not going to lie, you guys, in this episode, I kind of sound like I'm high. I don't know. I, when I listen back to it, I'm like, oh my God, I sound like I am actually on drugs because I am like a little schoolgirl trying to figure out what our guest is talking about because she is so beyond smart. And I am so happy to have her on the podcast because if you guys follow me on Instagram, I've been trying to track someone down who I can have on the podcast to talk about everything from psychedelics to biohacking to longevity. And I am so pumped to have Tesla on the podcast today. She is the CEO of Zymonetics and she is a brilliant mastermind at the forefront of everything from psychedelic therapy to infrared sauna therapy. She talks about so many things, like things that LeBron James is doing that we don't have insight into. Also, fun fact, she talks about how much LeBron James pays a year for some of these therapies, but it's crazy. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I sound kind of dumb asking her questions. Like I just so blown away by everything that she was saying that I couldn't wrap my mind around some of what she was talking about. She's so intelligent. And I reached out on Twitter originally because I was just dying to get her on the podcast. I had read a few articles about Tesla and she just sounded so smart and so knowledgeable. And then come to have her on the podcast and I discover that she's really on the cutting edge of everything that's happening right now. So if you're interested in any of this, um, when it comes to the future of biohacking, maybe you're someone who's like, you know what, I just want to have more energy in my day, or I just don't want to feel as depressed as I feel right now. And maybe you're, you're someone who doesn't necessarily want to rely on antidepressants to feel better. This is what Tesla talks about today. And it's just interesting to get a firsthand look at everything that is happening in the industry. Also quick note, most of my listeners are in the States. I'm obviously based in the States. However, Tesla is based in Canada. So if you are a Canadian listener and you are interested in any of this, please, please, please consider reaching out to Tesla and being a part of what she's working on. I mean, shit, if I lived in Canada, you know, I'd be there. Um, I also love Canada, by the way. Canada is just the best. Toronto is one of my favorite cities. I love Montreal. Dying to go to Quebec City for Christmas. This is not about me, but um, I love Canada. And it's just so cool to hear that Canada is really on the um, leading edge of everything that's happening. So I'm so grateful to have you tuning into today's episode because I feel like the people that listen to this episode are going to be like, wow, that was mind blowing. So uh, let's get into the episode and I will catch you guys on the flip side. I want to know, like, how did you get into this industry? Oh, thank you. Yes. I was invited in by, um, Aphrodite health. The conscious fund was incubating Aphrodite health and, uh, friend of mine uh, referred me to their, you know, person that was recruiting for them and, or putting feelers out for them, I guess. We had a couple of conversations and he was like, I have some people for you to meet. Aphrodite Health was looking for a chief science officer at the time. And, you know, we had a conversation and they came back and asked me if I would be their CEO. So I said, yes, once I could focus on my first. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once I could, but, the yes was contingent on me, on me focusing on my first love, which is in the high tech prevention space with like biologics and advanced technology and, you know, real biohacking next level stuff. <laughs> and my, 
my interest was in looking at novel drug discovery and psychedelics and combine that with novel, like best in class technologies in the advanced healthcare space and see what that could look like as a, as a way to, you know, look at education differently as well as look at, you know, how we do drug discovery differently as well as, and include the user experience as part of that. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I have so many questions. So the first, so the other company that you were working on, what's that called? So that company is called Zymonetics, Z-Y-M-O-N-E-T-I-C-S, Zymonetics. It's a made up word that um, means zymology, which is the process of coming together through fermentation. It's a, based on enzymes, it's a wine making process and kinetic, which is to be in flow. So Zymonetics is coming together through fermentation to be in flow. And it's kind of like, you know, where we are right now with humanity. Love it. Yeah, right? So... So I, I've been working as a consultant. I founded Zymonetics, um, and we've, I've been working on some national consulting projects with, uh, well, the number two pharmaceutical company in the world, having a stakeholder conversation about a new social contract for health for Canadians focused on prevention. And yeah, so Zymonetics is all about what does that look like? It's amazing. Thank you. That's crazy. And so how are you... What, when people are looking to work with you, what kind of knowledge are they looking for you to bring? Well, that's a great question. That's a really great question, Sam. So I'm a published market access specialist. I've been working in the advanced healthcare space across multiple areas. So uh, clinical therapies, pharma, med tech. I've really been an executive working inside of some of the you know, top four medical technology and pharmaceutical companies in the world and leading what we call health economics um, integration of these like disruptive technology portfolios. And so I know a lot from an insider perspective around, you know, clinical speak, um, pharmaceutical speak, med tech, insurance, finance. And what I do is really create um, funding innovation strategies for these te technologies to be adopted in our market. And so I'm the only person in the world to receive a, a portfolio of these like advanced um, personalized healthcare technologies that are really in some of the most advanced technologies um, or clinics in the world. Um, and that includes vibration therapy, kind of the stuff that you think LeBron James gets you know, with the one and a half million dollars he spends on his well-being <laughs> a year. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, yeah. So imagine what that could look like from. The, is that really what it is? Yeah, he, that's published. He spends one. Is and that a half, really how much he yeah. spends? That's totally. Oh I know. So, so my whole jam is like I, I'm, I'm the. I acknowledge myself as the Tesla of healthcare and I have received a portfolio of some of the types of technologies that LeBron has in his home, vibration therapy being one biometric infrared sauna as the number two and a device called Ondamed. It's pulsed electromagnetic field therapy with biofeedback. That's the third. And so what my group of it's like, we're all clinical researcher educators. What we're proposing is that these technologies need to be prescribed and funded through our group health insurance plans and through our public health care system in Canada to lead prescribed prevention with psychedelics and plant medicine as a category. 
That's amazing. Oh my God, you're doing so much. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for you. And we need to like adopt you here in the States so that we can have the same momentum. Because I was actually so on on the note of psychedelics, I was talking to one of my friends who what I didn't realize um, in Canada, I I think you can buy psychedelics legally, right? Is that across the the nation you can do that? Well, no. Canadians are just... (laughs) we're less we're more fearless over here okay so there's things going on (laughs) there's things going on here you know we're not really getting in trouble for uh, for you know being in possession of psychedelics there's lots of stuff going on here and now the canadian government has really opened up this conversation around special access and allowing physicians to apply for special access on behalf of their patients who they want to have the you know access to psychedelics and so, you know, this yeah, is, so it's like a licensed, you're going to someone licensed. Yeah. Like how they started with, with cannabis, right? You get a license to have yep. a prescription. And, and, you know, I think that's, yep. that's wise. And our group really is looking to um, really amplify that opportunity right now and have that initiated by physicians and really widen what the, um, the lens can look like for how we start to do research in the space amazing and and talk to me about when you're looking at these different i'd love to dive into like the other uh therapy methods that you mentioned but for psychedelics for people that are listening who maybe just are curious honestly like i am but don't have a lot of knowledge on the space what are the typical benefits that you're seeing that people will go to someone for to have this experience for psychedelics and tech or just psychedelics just psychedelics well I can tell you, I mean, it's true. Cannabis is the gateway and psychedelics is the reckoning. And I feel like, you know, I opened up myself to cannabis when I was about 16. At the time I was overweight and it's really supported my journey in really, you know, connecting with myself and self-regulating. And then I, I lost 125 pounds and started playing with um, psychedelics after I had a major surgery. I've had three major surgeries and a hip subluxation. And, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I practice a lot of yoga. So yoga really helped me to in a, in an infrared heated room. And that really mm-hmm. helped me to realize how powerful my body was and how I could really heal after I'd lost all the weight. Cause after you lose 125 pounds, especially, you know, and doing it the right way with like managing yourself. And then, you know, I really did use plant medicine. I completely, I was so heavily involved in the corporate, like allopathic side of care that there was no way I was going to take any of that stuff. (laughs) So I used my benefits and I made sure that I explored plants. And, um, but, uh, you know, the psychedelics, when I started playing with mushrooms, it took my capacity to like know how to like heal myself. I was able to heal from my you know surgeries and this hip subluxation without without surgery. And these are things that people you know we have a pandemic right now of if you have a hip injury as an elder within twelve to eighteen months, typically you're dead because it's really hard to release yourself of the pain of that. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's unbelievable. 
and you think about too, um, it's, it's interesting when you talk about that psychedelics are the reckoning, because I, I don't know if people think about, you know, for so long they've been so, um, they haven't really been seen in the way that they're, the application hasn't been seen in that way. Right. And you talk about painkillers and how people are resorting to that to alleviate a lot of their pain. I'm sure you're probably seeing that too, where they could actually turn to something that's much better for them in the long run. Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, where you don't have like any gross side effects and honestly, my whole thing around all of this, this industry right now is we have all of the tools to make it so that we can completely demonstrate proof of what's going on on a large scale. There's biometrics, there's genetics, there's molecular blood biomarkers. You can do like anything, check your body composition. And then on top of it, we've got like performance technology that can really support like an advanced user experience. So, you know, and, and then to demonstrate the evidence of what's really happening. So insurance companies are going to pay for it because to me, the, the narrative that hasn't been explored here is high tech prevention, number one, and why not get the access to explore our minds and how our minds can really expanding our minds can, and the sort of you know, we already know with psychedelics that your neural pathways are being regenerated. So why not look at, okay, what supports that neurologic experience in a physical experience as well? And how do we sustain that as a culture? Amazing. Yeah. And also I think too, it's almost, it's almost sounds like adjusting the narrative of what people have always thought that psychedelics are versus what they can do for you. Exactly. Well, you know what? It's decoding your consciousness, right? Like, and then the, the whole thing that, see, because what's happened in the past is that it's been fear narrative of like, oh, you're going to like go crazy and you're hallucinating. And I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with hallucinating? Actually, what is wrong with hallucinating? Like, to me, hallucinating sounds like fun. Look at what we have to look at every day in this 3D environment. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Hallucinate a little bit. Get to know like other dimensions of what's possible in your head. And oh my God, what if you could retain some of that information and be able to apply it in your three-dimensional experience when you're back from that journey? Absolutely. And what, so thinking about like stats and, and I feel like you're just so knowledgeable and I probably just sound so <laughs> like such a newbie talking about some of these things, but like, what are some stats that you've heard or even like studies that you've heard about psychedelics specifically that have really blown your mind? Well, I was in Jamaica in the summer for the first Canex psychedelics policy um, conversation for investors, policymakers, and doctors and stuff. And I was asked to speak. But the previous chief medical officer was up on stage, chief medical officer of the island, um, Dr. Winston De La Haye. He was up on stage and he was talking about SSRIs versus psilocybin for his patients. He even had a whole protocol that he developed called the De La Haye protocol. And I'm like, this guy's a genius. But he was talking about... And for people, sorry, listening about, like, just so the SSRIs are, you're talking about like, antidepressants, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So he was talking about, like, how he was teaching his medical students about, like, wow, look at psychedelics and what's happening right now, because he was following the literature and realizing that, you know, people that were using SSRIs and had addiction challenges were really achieving about maybe 30% success rate on SSRIs. And in comes psychedelics, and all of a sudden now 80% success in maybe one, you know, up to like five treatments using, you know, psychedelic assisted um, therapy. And he was just like, what's going on? And then he started to look at doing research in his own clients. And sure enough, that's what's going on. And so these are the things that, you know, I find 
statistically very interesting when we know that like in 2021, the brain is the 2022 rather, the brain is the least explored aspect of our physicality right now. And, you know, if everything's contributing to what we're manifesting physically, the brain is a really good place to start to unpack what's going on. And on MRIs right now, outside of statistics, you can see what's actually happening in the brain when it's being stimulated by psychedelics. So, and what are they seeing? Oh, it's, it's completely enhancing your neural pathway function. Like it's, you know, it's like a, it's like you see all of the, that sort of enhanced brain activity that the MRI is able to cra- capture in a psychedelically stimulated mind. And that actually provides the evidence that your neural pathways are, are healing from, you know, three-dimensional trauma that we experience on a day-to-day. I mean, just to even think about, and, and why do you think this is happening? Is this, is this being discovered now or has this always been like, are there new studies and new, uh, research that's R and D that's coming out now that's discovering this, or has this always been the case? It just hasn't been talked about. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. And now it's like, you know, you can only keep the truth down for so long. We know that generationally looking over the last 50 years, like we've gone from the last hundred, the horse and buggy to now, you know, in a whole generation, there's some people that know eight, like cassette tapes and video and some people that are like, what? Right now on the planet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so innovation is happening so fast that um, that now, you know, around this whole thing around what's been trying, what's been suppressed around plant medicine and its impact on our behavior, you know, th- the time has come for the lid to be, you know, blown on some of these things that have been limited to us because we're culturally experiencing a shift that's demanding more options and more, you know, and is, is more curious than we've been in the past. And we have the tools to be more curious as well. And so all of that, like, I mean, we even, you know, it's, there's been some documentaries that talk about like part of the reason why we evolved from like the homo sapien or from the Neanderthal man to like the homo sapien is because, you know, you had some Neanderthals that were getting access to psychedelics in wherever they, their environment was and it supported their accelerated evolution. I, that functions for me as like physics, right? So... So, you know what I mean? I, I just think that, you know, this is part of the course we know. And if you consider like where we are as a species in the timeline, we've had five extinction level events. We, you know, you keep hearing things about like we're due for a sixth ex- extinction level event. I mean, we just, I don't know if you've heard about that movie. Don't look up. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no, I have not. But tell me more. <laughs> oh, it's this movie that's been, um, don't look up is a movie that's been on by oh don't look up that's the yes yeah Meryl Streep and Leonardo I haven't seen it I've heard really good things yeah so that's out in the cosmos now though right about like a comet coming to like blow us up okay so if (laughs) okay so my whole thing about that is we're, we're we're we know that we're due for another extinction level event and this is the upgrade. Every time there's been an extinction level event, their humanity or the, the earth has been a kinder, gentler place to inhabit. You know, the last extinction level event, there were dinosaurs chopping each other's he- biting each other's heads off. And now there's us, right? So to me, this is creation expressing itself fully by creating us now to be in this form so that we can actually innovate 
some solutions that make the next extinction level event far more gracious. And I think that plant medicine and this invitation to what we're doing right now, which is digital health, plant medicine, and advanced biohacking technology as your right to self-determination and preventative health and longevity and all of the things that you want to, like, if you, you know, for me, I'm kind of like everybody that thinks that they have superpowers, let's try to bend spoons. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's great. I mean, when you talk about the brain having so much power and yet there's so much unknown, you know, it's, it's really powerful to think about what could be possible because we don't know better otherwise. So why not try? A hundred percent. It's all code. Like this is all code. It's true. The matrix is real. This is all code. If you consider yourself as like a superpower, like as just an organization of zeros and ones, then everything that you come into contact with has a resonance and everything impacts everything. And, but you know, being who we are as entities that can think and know that we can like, really create an experience for ourselves if you're resonating at a higher level then you're going to get better outcomes this is just like actually this is physics now that most people who understand who agree that they're here for a purpose and take ownership of what they're doing for themselves they they're they're aware of some of these facts and all we're saying is let's amplify that let's get everybody on side with like hacking their brains hacking their limitations give them the tools to experience what that looks like physically as well and in our market in Canada, where, where are you based? Are you in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Chicago. Yeah, right. So, right. So in, in Canada, we can really make that fun and exciting for people who want to opt into what that looks like. Okay. It's time to move to Canada then. <laughs> like, we're all going. No, I mean, yeah. it's it's here. I feel like it's a little bit slower in the States. It you is. know, when you think about the research and, and things that are coming out, the conversations that are happening. I, I feel like it's the momentum's not quite there yet. So it's exciting to talk to someone who's in the market where it's actually, you feel like you're making progress forward. That's great. Oh yeah, totally. You, and you want to know why it's because you're fragmented, right? Your healthcare model is fragmented. Yep. And yes. uh, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's because yes, back to that, that fragmentation, um, and your benefits administration model is uh, different from ours because in Canada, mm-hmm. we are entitled to benefits as part of our public health care system and we don't have to pay for surgeries and stuff like that. When we go into employment, our corporate benefits are usually used as retention strategies. So they try to like actually give us like what the, the maximum allowable um, benefits deductibles are for our taxation, which is $15,000 a year. And so... In the U.S., it's $5,000 a year that you can spend in your health spending account tax-free. And in Canada, it's $15,000 a year that each Canadian can spend in their health spending account. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as an entrepreneur in the States, anyone else that's listening will agree. It's a total nightmare here. So we'll just live vicariously through you guys. But but tell me more about... Um, I would love to know because it's still relatively new, broadly speaking, if, if this were to be a treatment that someone would recommend, is this for the patient, would they have to choose to opt into it? Or is it just like naturally integrated with other treatments? Would it be integrated with other treatments? Well, so like, so let's say that, so you think someone is a good candidate to um, have psychedelics as part of like a treatment um, plan for them. 
Is that something that a patient would approve or raise their hand for at this point? Like, how does it become more widely practiced when it comes to patients? Oh, yes, yes, yes. What we're doing right now in Canada is we're looking to enroll in the largest population health study to date in psychedelics. We're actually seeking 144,000 participants right now. And it's to really um, mirror what Cleveland Clinic did in the U.S. for their 100,000 employees and, and incentivizing them to get their vitals to normal and get $1,500 in their health spending account and and then um, look at what that would, those cost savings for the overall, overall, overnight, over, overall organization over the last decade. They were able to demonstrate $685 million in savings and they've been expanding all over the world. They went from 20% in the first year engagement and up to 70% engagement. And what I also know is that the individual had to be participating in the corporate well-being program at work right so what we're saying crazy I, i know and so cleveland clinic led a great model and what we're saying for canada as the upgrade to that is in combination with psychedelics because we want psychedelics and plant medicine as a category to really lead what the new upgrade in care needs to look and feel like and how that's aligned with a digital health solution that uses high tech so we really raise the bar on what the standard of care is going to look like once you opt into preventative personalized psychedelic medicine as the first layer in decoding your consciousness because why not decode your consciousness instead of being fed pills and surgery as the only options to how to self-regulate it's bullshit i'm here to like feed us another narrative and make it so that people that want to opt in can opt in and not feel like they're going to get their asses kicked, but we're going to start to lead a demonstration of why it makes more sense to spend money on your well-being and how that can really benefit and grow the econo- the economy. It's really simple. I mean, for real, you're a superhero. It's amazing. Like what is the take from pharmaceutical companies? Like what has the response been? Well, you know, so here's my jam. Pharmaceutical companies, yes, they want to talk about playing in the area, but you have to remember that when you're inside of a pharmaceutical company, you're confined to their technology portfolio and what their agenda is for how they want to approach the market. Whereas Imanetics is really, and, and there's, but there's, there's, um, there's appetite for what we're talking about because Roche actually led this conversation um, just recently. I was, I've been in conversations with Roche for almost like, you know, almost two years talking about Canada Health 2030 and what prevention is going to look like for Canada and then looking at another initiative called Soaring with Roche where we looked at the top five challenges in Canadian healthcare and 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 so there's appetite for participating but they're still confined to their own technology portfolios where Zymanetics I'm out of the matrix and out of the bubble technology agnostic so our whole jam is Look, let's use our 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 um, capacity to lead this and our purchasing power to make it so that uh, we lead a demonstration that uses best in class of every type of technology that we know is out there. And, and actually, we're using the U.S. as the model, as the high tech model, because there's you know Canadian clinics do not match up to the best in some like in some of the U.S. clinics. And so, what we want to do is is mirror what's happening in the best U.S. models, but funded in Canada. (laughs) 
That's, I mean, everything that you're saying is, is mind blowing. What about for people who, when you think about the treatment of psychedelics and plant medicine, who are like the best candidates for um, psychedelics and, and plant medicine when you're talking about like a treatment plan? That's really a great question. And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would think so, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, every single person who is curious about what is making them tick. Okay. Figure out your kinks with what we're talking about because it'll help you. I mean, there's so much research right now on psychedelics and healing, healing racial trauma, you know, the, the Canadian um, mental health uh, group is, is, is put out a big report on this and it was in our, in our Canadian um, broadcasting publication. And, you know, so there's so much evidence around the, the opportunity here for psychedelics. What we really need to do right now is give more people access faster and support them in support us in really creating a complete solution that once you decide that you're no longer going to be a liability to your own consciousness and of course what how that externalizes into a contribution on the planet then you're supposed to be rewarded for um taking that initiative and then what does that look like in the 21st century given what we know of what's available to high performance individuals on the planet right now and and, and Canada is a federation. It's the corporation. It's easier for us to demonstrate that here versus the U.S. So, like, it's it's essentially us saying, like, let's just make a better benefits model that we're already entitled to. Yeah, it makes me extremely jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, let's get the show on the road here. Right? <laughs> like, everything is so slow. I mean, when you talk about the healthcare system, too, yeah. We have listeners from everywhere, honestly, so many different countries around the world, and It'll be interesting, too, for them to listen to this episode and also just think about how psychedelics psychedelics are approached in their own country because it's interesting that it's so widely, you know, different across each country right now. Hopefully that will change. Absolutely. Well, we're looking to lead what that demonstration can look like once and for all so that, like, there's no more doubt in anybody's mind and we start to amplify the truth of what's really available and possible for us because... You know, right now we have already seen the current narrative is like pills and surgery, pills and surgery, pills and surgery, and then it sucks. Yep. And now everybody's starting to get to use psychedelics. And the conversation that's really happening for leaders in the space is psychedelics plus the user experience is going to be the thing that really ch- navigates the change that we want to see in, in, in the healthcare space. And people that are in that psychedelic realm are already having this, like, we're already having a conversation with the meta realm and being like, all of that, like virtual gaming and how everything connects. Like I'm, you know, I'm so in it right now for us to like really shift this narrative. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's happening. The, the thing is like how I say to people is like, we're in the inversion of our power right now, but there are enough of us awake to that, that are willing to step into like what the, the complete sort of, um, dominion of our power can really look and feel like and how that translates into more meta cognition. Also, what I really value about your perspective is that you see it's there. It's like, you're talking about tangibles and intangibles in a way. And it's interesting to find that convergence between the two. Great language. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I think about when you're talking about MRIs and conducting, you can actually see the brain activity, but the, but the actual experience person to person 
really varies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And our model is, okay, well, let's level up what the user experience is and really create a baseline that says to practitioners and providers, if you're going to be in the space, this is like a minimum requirement for how you need to function and be able to provide care. And it, and it really will support like accountable care and monetizing that in a new way for clinicians, because that's the other piece that's really missing here is how to monetize psychedelics so that everybody gets access to it. And in Canada, again, the opportunity, because our physicians are paid less than their U.S. counterparts, that's another opportunity for us through this, you know, um, health justice education model that Zamanetics is bringing for providers is a way for us to navigate that and self-fund, you know, how um, we do a better job of, of, of monetizing the market for, for providers who want to adopt. You're really like pioneering the space. It's, it's incredible. Can you talk a little bit about some of the other therapies that you mentioned at the beginning um, and oh, just yeah. touch on maybe like how they could be equally beneficial to psychedelics and plant medicine? Sure. So I'm going to tell you a couple of words here. Applied applied physics and mastery of applied physics before chemistry as a way of creating a new healthcare model. So we're speaking to genetics, a complete like assessment portfolio of tools that we know can support the sort of transit translational knowledge that we're gaining from all of the physical stuff that we're doing. So, you got to know your genetics. You have to know blood biomarkers. You need to know what your hormones are doing, all of these things. Okay. And then we're also looking at body composition, but then we've curated a high technology portfolio of technologies all around the world in high performance clinics based on the elements. So fire, air, water, earth, and ether. And what we've captured in a catalyst technology portfolio offering and some of the technologies that I was given as investments in my health is the vibration plate, which helps us to master gravitational waves and G-force, essentially, which is, again, one of the forces of creation and electromagnetic frequency, which is what creates fission. And these are the laws of physics that create those collisions and support, like, you know, all of our capacity to create. So, so we have essentially brought a technology portfolio together that makes it so that we can use these devices in combination or train our providers in our network to use these technologies in combination with each other while we track um, our outcomes and also decide, you know, through biometrics, the data sharing policy around what's happening and when to share that information around, you know, how we're transforming as well. And so, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> it's, High level, high level, yeah. <laughs> Bird's eye view, yeah, yeah. The, some some of the tech like would be if you want if you want to get even granular, is like um, the uh, biometric. So pulsed electromagnetic field therapy that scans your body from zero to thirty two thousand hertz, and your provider um, regulates your pulse while you're being scanned, and can essentially see when your pulse is jumping out and responding to the frequencies that you're being scanned with. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I like about it. It's also, it's not really invasive either. Right. No, all of it is conservative, high performance tech that like, like I said, that like a high performance athlete right now would get access to. That's the kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of Dave. So yeah. So when you're looking at like a LeBron James performance wise. Yeah. 
that's, these are the types of things that are happening. Absolutely. You know, there's a, I have a portfolio of infrared saunas that were given to me, well invested in me by the manufacturer in the U.S. called Sunlighten. And, um, you know, the, our agreement was for me to get a portfolio of the technology so I could be supported in my own healing and then work with them to figure out what a prescriptive model could look like for biometric infrared saunas that measure vital signs while you're in it. And so, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. That's like my dream to have an infrared sauna in my home. Um, and I lived in, in Minnesota for a little bit and they, the saunas were everywhere. And now that I live in Chicago, I'm like, oh man, I would love to have a sauna. It's yes, just, girl, feels so good, but it's so good for you. It is so good for you. It's your right to care. Like, I mean, you know, especially for us that are in these colder climates above parallels, whatever the, you know, 40. Yes. Yeah. We need to have this stuff. And then, and then the other device is, okay, like the vibration plate that I'm telling you about. Mine gives you 15 Gs of power. And what's holding you to the planet right now is one G of gravitational pull. So imagine like wow. 15 Gs of power that pushes out everything that doesn't serve you and essentially replaces all of that with logarithmically better information. It's like a complete power wash from the inside. Gives you 100% muscle recruitment in 15 minutes and makes your body feel like you've had an hour of muscle activation i'm telling you it's the truth it's insane it's not real <laughs> it's the truth it's like the awareness it's the awareness of these things that um for me that's not like for us listening to that are people that aren't in the industry you know we might hear about and it maybe sounds like a little sensational but to hear you talk about it and you're such an expert in the field like it is mind-blowing to hear this and to know how much progress has been made toward this and i think there's just not a lot of awareness about it not a lot of people are talking about it really and maybe to you it doesn't seem that way but I think to like the normal person you know it's it's um it's like enlightening to hear that these things are being tested and and tried and practiced really oh man I'm telling you this is why I'm I'm excited that we're having this conversation today too because I know that I need to get out there and communicate more of this kind of stuff and get people really engaged in what's going on right now we're actually looking to set up a, a, a proof of concept launch with a clinical partner that I've finally, I feel like I found my, the clinical home for Zymonetics. I've been looking for the right clinical launch partner for a minute, but um, we've got it. We've got a powerful board behind us. We've got a really strong digital health partner in the U.S. A Digital actually is our, our um, digital health partner in the U.S. They're part of the uh, American Association of Anti-Aging Medicine. Their, it's their digital health platform and uh yeah so we're about to really launch and um you know put the feelers out for the right types of um engaged leaders right now to to bolster like our governance and our ethics and our, our medical advisory and then we're going to be doing some big recruitment of of folks into like i said the largest population health study to date on psychedelics and the combination of integrated technology to really demonstrate and resolve the burden of proof. It's just, <laughs> I literally have no words when you talk. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm so excited for you. It's, it's, it's amazing. The it's a groundbreaking. If someone were listening and they wanted to experiment with psychedelics and i'm obviously not trying to put you in a position where depending on the country someone's listening oh i'm gonna be holding from... ceremonies in a minute just yeah get in touch with me <laughs> will you we'll be hosting ceremonies yes absolutely 
we're, yes. we're really focused on bringing those early adopters who want to be part of what we're talking about in and by all means get in contact with me i have an investor relations person she's going to be handling a lot of like how we start to enroll our early stakeholders we have a multi-site network of clinics already that you can go to and be referred to our program any any on-demand user um will as a as a device will be part of our network. You can go to the OnDemed uh, website right now, OnDemed.net. And, um, and, and then, you know, we're putting the word out on Zymonetics shortly about what that can look like for people who want to do ceremony and stuff like that with, with me and with the crew that, you know, with the, in the clinic that we are setting up right now in Toronto. That is amazing. So is that open to anyone then like in the world? Um, once we get, well, so, Right now, it is open to anyone in the world as first movers. Yes. Like, so this is, it's actually, you, you'd be putting this out to the world, like right now. And we are going to be doing an enrollment campaign um, on, uh, through a, a digital shortly. We're actually, after I jump off the phone with you, that's the conversation I'm going into. <laughs> so wow, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I have, okay, so I have one more quick question for you then. I'll link all of those in the show notes so that people can go click on the link, check it out. And it's just like they're filling out a form then. Yeah. So um, I want to say that it'll be like an online enrollment through um, Zymonetics and A-Digital that's going to happen shortly. But in the meantime, you can check out, you know, some of the technologies and I can always send you some of the devices that we are already proposing as catalysts to our portfolio and by all means people can check those out and um you know reach out to me i'm happy to speak with anybody that wants to connect what do you see as the because you're obviously working on it but let's say like 10 years from now we're not extinct yet and like where do you see this space headed or where do you see it existing in 10 years well so i really do know in my own being that I'm here to experience function to optimal and to be able to support that experience for as long as I want and innovate and use like the best in class innovative tools to be able to allow for that embodiment. Like I'm here to, I want to lead that as a research initiative. And so my highest vision for that is a, a, is a total sort of adoption model on the planet so that those who want to start to experience what it looks like to be fully in their power to have the right to do that. And I think that will start to also allow for an exit of those people who um, aren't willing to navigate that, um, that resonance, because I feel my jam is longevity and regenerative medicine and really getting to know myself through the best in class tools that are available to me. And not everybody's on that timeline. And so I feel like in over the next 10 years, we're going to see a lot more shift in policy to what we're speaking about because, you know, it's, it's going to be sexy. It's cool. It's already sexy. The technologies work. They're already out there. We're just, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just giving everybody access to the wheel that already exists. And, and so I see, yeah, I see prevention as the, as the new model and, and, you know, the game that we're playing with all that there is right now is it's it's longevity or get out. And what do you think the ultimate goal when you say longevity, what does that really mean? Well, at least being the tools to explore what that looks like with, you know, gracious technologies 
that that helps you to practice prevention and well-being versus our current model of healthcare. And, you know, I'm not making any promises that you're going to, you know, live to 300. But all I'm saying is that we have the tools to make it easy so that if that's your your game plan, you can at least be curious enough to like get access to some stuff that makes that fun and exciting and monetizes it for the market. That is crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're at the forefront of the future. Really, it is so interesting talking to you. Um, where can people, where should people go first if they want to get in contact with you? Tesla at Zymonetics. Say that one more time. T-E-S-L-A, Tesla at Zymonetics, Z-Y-M-O-N-E-T-I-C-S.com. And they can just email you. You're cool with that. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I, the, I think if anything, I can always direct people, um, I can always uh, connect people to my website or whatever it is that they have to do with the next step. And I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, This was so great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and truly enlightening. I know myself and everyone else that's going to be listening. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Mic drop moment. (laughs) After I finished recording this episode, I remember texting a friend and just being like, I don't even have words right now. My mind is so blown. Like unbelievable interview with Tesla. I still to this day, weeks after recording this episode, I'm mind blown. Like she's a rock star. She's doing so much in this space. And I am so grateful that she came on the podcast. If you guys are interested in what she's working on, like I mentioned in the intro, please check out the show notes. We have lots of details there. Tesla gave her personal email, which is so nice. If you're interested in any of what she talked about today and you have questions, or you want to be involved with what she's doing, make sure to reach out to her. And if you love today's episode and you found it valuable or you just thought that it provided you with a different perspective on things, please, I would love it if you left a rating and review. It goes such a long way and means so much to me and helps us navigate, you know, topics and people that we bring on the podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. We still have some amazing episodes coming up. I can't wait for you to listen to them. So I will catch you guys next week.